But joining us right now on the phone, this guy made a really big splash for himself when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays. All you heard about was the legend of Sam Fold, the legendary Sam Fold, the guy Superman, Super Sam. He put his body on the line every time a ball came his way. It is good to see in uh, today's high-salary athlete culture that there are guys out there who are not afraid to leave it all there on the field. Sam Fold, one of those guys when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm sure he's still that same guy with the Oakland Athletics. He's got a wonderful event going on this Saturday at 8.30 a.m. at the USF Magnolia Recreational Fields. You can go to slam one, slam t one d dot org for more details. Joining us right now on the phone, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Fold. What's up, Sam? How are you today, man? I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, man. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. How are you spending your offseason so far? Oh, man, a lot of family time, three kids, uh, another one on the way, trying to carry the load here in the offseason. Uh, my wife does the bulk of the, the caretaking during the season, so I'm just hanging out with the kids as much as possible, going to the beach, uh, enjoying Florida life. Nice, man. God, four kids with uh, with you playing baseball. She gets a little help, right? She doesn't have to handle all that on her own, Sam? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not nearly enough, but she, gets, <laughs> she needs some help for sure. Now, I'm not looking to get all up in your personal business, but I'm sure during the offseason you volunteer to watch all the kids so that she can go have a spa day somewhere or do things that she doesn't get to do during baseball season, right? Yeah, I'd say, you know, the seven and a half months where she just basically wears it, uh, I think she earns a couple spa days here and there. So that's definitely my go-to come uh, come Christmas and come her birthday in February. That's that's <laughs> uh, she needs she, she deserves one like every day of the offseason, so I try to pamper her as much as possible we're speaking with sam fold former tampa bay ray current oakland athletic and i'm sure sam that pops into your head when you see the number of cleat chasers that are out there at every uh, every stop every time you guys are on the road somewhere i'm sure there's very attractive women throwing themselves at attractive baseball players like yourself i'm sure that image pops in your mind of your wife taking care of your soon-to-be four kids and that makes you act a little right i'm sure right yeah, yeah. I don't know about the attractive baseball player. I'm a baseball player, but, you know, I, they, uh, yeah, they, they, there's definitely some guilt factor, but, um, yeah, I don't need to. Uh, I'm happy with my <laughs> And, and uh, cleat chasers can go elsewhere. No need to come to me. Well, you've been complimenting baseball players' looks a lot lately because, remember, you went on that tangent a couple days ago about how hot you thought A-Rod is. Is everything I, okay with you? I, I don't think A-Rod is hot. I look at a guy like mm-hmm. A-Rod, and I think he has piercing eyes, and he is a he is a physically beautiful man. Very attractive man. Yes. That, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not heterosexual, ruggedly heterosexual at that. It just means I can compliment an athlete on his beauty uh, and, and Sam is a, he's, he's no A-Rod, but he's a good-looking dude. Uh, your event that you've that. <laughs> your event that you got coming up on Saturday, I'm sure, is very near and dear to your heart as you were diagnosed with type one diabetes when you were 10 years old. Uh, take us back to when you were 10. Did you know there was something wrong? Were you having health issues at the time? And how did you get diagnosed, Sam? Yeah, I was. Uh, I knew something was going on. I was. I kind of had all the symptoms, obviously not knowing it at the time, but I was. I was going to the bathroom all the time, thirsty all the time, and I was I lost weight. Um, so obviously, as like a growing ten year old, that was a bit of a red flag for my parents. So they they knew enough to take me to the doctor, and knew right away after a urine test that, that it was uh, that I had type one diabetes. And I but I had no idea. It didn't run in the family, even though it's a genetic disease. I had no experience with it. My family had no experience with it. So it was a totally totally new uh, ordeal for me. 
Wow, man. And and talk about the odds. 5% of people with diabetes have type 1 diabetes, which was previously known as juvenile diabetes. Uh, did, it, did it affect your athletic ability growing up at all? Obviously not because you became a professional baseball player, but was that something you had to overcome or was it just something that you had to live with? It's a challenge. I mean, it was and it still is. You know, it's um, certainly I've had it 23 years now and I you know, you never have it figured out. Every day is is, uh, is a new challenge. So yeah, it was it was a goal of mine from the beginning to never let it hold me back athletically. I think there used to be a bit of a stigma attached to it, where it, you know diabetes might hold you back, you know, athletically. Um, but I made a point of it not to let that happen, and that's been a goal of mine um, throughout my career. Awesome. We're speaking with Sam Fold. His event is Saturday morning at 8.30 at the USF Magnolia Recreational Fields. It's a wiffle ball tournament. It's going to be an awesome time. Soul Brother Kevin, a question for Sam Fold. Yes, Sam, during the season, how hard is it with all of the traveling to maintain your diet? It's difficult. It's, it's tough. I mean, you get in at all hours of the, of the night. Um, you know, it's not just the travel, but the stress. I mean, gosh, I go... Uh, I'll go over five, which I've done a few times in my career, and um, and I'll go into that clubhouse and just I'm an emotional eater, <laughs> so I'm I'm just I look at that cake and I'm like, man, I gotta have about half that that cake right there. <laughs> uh, and it's not the best the best <laughs> model to follow as a, as a type one diabetic, but I am I'm prone to it. It's the whole um, the baseball season the schedule is grueling, you know, whether you're diabetic or not, but. Um, the emotional taxing and the mental tax it puts on you, it, it definitely presents a pretty good challenge. Yeah, everybody's an emotional eater, I think, and I can't imagine, you know, we, we get ratings like once every week or so. When they're good, great. When they're bad, oh, well. I can't imagine, t- you know, that the t- you go over five and you go into that clubhouse, you're like, I am destroying that bag of Fritos, that cake right there. Uh, is there cake in the clubhouse? Um, yeah, I'd say not. Yeah. I'd say more often than not, there's something, something looking good there in the dessert table. Yeah. Damn dude. There's no team nutritionist to step (laughs) in and go, Hey, why don't we mix in some green beans? Yeah. There's, um, there, baseball's an old school game. It's slowly finding its way. Nutrition's finally finding its way into the game, but Hey, we're, this is a slow moving sport. And so there's still, there's still beer and there's still cake. All the other sports, they've got sports medicine experts on staff. Baseball, they've still got a six-pack of Yingling in one hand and a Carvel Fudgy the Whale in the other one. We've got Sam. Yeah, I'm not giving us a very good name right now. <laughs> all the other baseball players working tail off. Yeah. We've got Sam Fold on the line. Uh, he is an outfielder for the Oakland Athletics. You made quite a splash here in Tampa Bay in a few short seasons. I believe you played 2011 to 2013. What was it like for you? You make a couple of insane catches, and all of a sudden, you know, you're the legendary Sam Fold. Was that pretty cool for you, or was it one of those things where you're like, my God, where is this cult following coming from? <laughs> it was both. I mean, I, I kind of like had to pinch myself. It happened so quick, and, and I had come from relative obscurity, I guess, you know, coming, had some cups of coffee with the Cubs, but really that was my first sustained big league time. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I knew it wouldn't last. I mean, there was a point where you know, I was like leading the AL and hitting. Granted, it was like late April, but I was like, okay, <laughs> let's enjoy this moment. I don't know how long this is going to last. So, I, I, you know, it's, it's always tough to put those things in perspective, but I tried to do the best I could. Sure, man. We're speaking with Sam Fold. Seth? Sam, being out there in the outfield, it's easy for you to hear everything that people shout at you. What's the worst thing you've heard standing out there in the outfield from a fan? Oh, man. Well, 
unfortunately, with with mobile devices, they have like the, all the information in the world at their at their fingertips. So, I mean, the family stuff kills me. Like, I've had whole sections like chanting my wife's name, and oh. it's like that gets that gets. I, I can handle all the short jokes and even the diabetic jokes. I can take that. Um, you can you can say whatever you want about me, but man, when they bring family. Uh, into it, I get a little upset. We all do, man. I'll, I'll never understand it. As radio talk show hosts, like you just said, I'm fair game, dude. Uh, you, I'm ugly. I'm whatever. I'm no talent. I'm a loudmouth. Great. Take every shot at me that you want, but why in the world would you bring a kid or a wife into the situation when they have nothing at all to do with it other than being attached to someone like it that? It sucks, but it's the best way to get to you. <laughs> it works. No doubt about it. It works. <laughs> Let's remember, we are human beings. We have feelings, too. Uh, Sam, tell me these people are only shouting these things at you in Boston and New York. Don't tell me it's happening in every other city in America. <laughs> every other city that sells beer, I would say. Uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah, not New York and Boston. Uh, how do you he- handle uh, being overwhelmed with people asking for autographs in public, Sam? I know that uh, you know you guys do some official signings and whatnot, and it's expected that you sit there like a mook and sign autograph after autograph, but you're out to dinner with the family, you're out with your friends having a good time, somebody comes up, they want a picture, and then before you know it, 50 people come up and they want a picture. How do you handle something like that? Oh, man, I think you're asking the wrong guy. I just fly I fly under the radar. I can go wherever I want, I think, and uh, <laughs> duck, duck uh, people. <laughs> I, I, uh, I enjoyed it in Tampa. It, it was never overwhelming for me. Like I, I, The Tampa fans were so awesome, and they were respectful and never felt overwhelmed by it. I mean, I, I, Great. I can only imagine like, what you know, guys like Longo and you know, the stars go through. That's another – that's another ball wax. Um, I think that's a lot harder for them to find privacy. But honestly, for me, I, I enjoyed it. It was never uh, burdensome. No, it's great to hear, man. We're speaking with Sam Fold. How about that uh, contract that David Price signed, man? Was that uh, when you saw something like that, or you like, holy crap? <laughs> Do you reach out to a guy like that and go, "Dinner's on you next time, bud"? Uh, <laughs> I texted him right away. I, I felt like I was right on it. I saw it pop up on my phone, and I. I was pumped. I mean, he's one of my, David's one of my favorite teammates, and he deserves every penny of it. And uh, I was I was excited for him. I think it's like what one million dollars per start that they worked it out to. That's uh, that's some pretty serious cash. It is, it is. But I'd say he earns it, man. I, I want that guy on my team. I want him to take the ball every every five days. So I, I totally think he deserves it. Well, let's make sure we get people out to the Wiffle Ball Classic. It is Saturday morning at 8.30, the USF Magnolia Recreational Fields. You can go to slamt1d.org. Uh, Sam, do you know who else is going to be joining you out there? Because I heard a rumor that Chris Archer and maybe Kevin Kiermaier might be out there. Yeah, that's that's not a rumor. That's that's a fact. Um, you know, we uh, Matt Moore will be there. Um, I actually just was in touch with Joe Madden, um, and he's going to show up. He'll be there. Oh. Um I think Jose Bautista is going to make an appearance. Sean Rodriguez. Joey uh, Bats. All right. Joey Bats follows me on Twitter. Yeah. I have no idea why. Why? That's, I don't know why. I, one day it popped up. I'm like, Joey Bats <laughs> follows you on Twitter. I'm like, why in the world would he follow somebody like me? <laughs> well, he's keeping tabs, I guess. Maybe so he can listen in on, on interviews with me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because we had Longo, uh, who listens to this show for some reason time to time, go into the Rays dugout last year. <laughs> and ask the guys when they were growing up and playing wiffle ball if they use the yellow skinny bat or if they use the big, fat, red cheater bat. And I will tell you, to a player, uh, Major League Baseball players grew up playing the yellow wiffle ball bat. Did you play with the yellow bat as well? 
I sure did, yeah. Well, I mean, when I was like four, I cheated and had the big barrel, but then I graduated yellow, the skinny yellow, and that's what we have tomorrow or Saturday. That It's, it's tough to square up. That thing's tiny. Yeah, it is, man. Well, I mean, you, you know, I'll tell my son, you swing one of those things, you can play for the Tampa Bay Rays one, uh, one year. Uh, SlamT1D.org, again, Saturday, December 12th, 8.30 a.m. at the USF Magnolia Recreational Fields. It all goes to benefit uh, type 1 diabetes research and funding. Uh, you can go to at now for more information. Sam, man, I'm super uh, happy to speak with you. You sound like a stand-up guy. I wish you nothing but the best in your career and for this event on Saturday, and I really really appreciate you making the time for us sir awesome i appreciate you having me on man anytime you uh, you have an event you need to pimp we're here for you dude good luck on saturday cool. and uh, good luck in the upcoming season man all right sounds good thanks guys thank you take care what it do my peeps welcome to the drew grabo live hit and cut of the day enjoy Oh snap, it looks like you might have to take it back It's Take It Back Thursday Let's see If we want to take back The fact that Mike was lying yesterday What's up Mike, welcome to Drew Garabo Live Hey Drew, guys, how you guys doing? Good, good, still grinding that axe I see yeah, I'm, I'm not really uh, trying to take back that uh, you, you think I was lying. You just said a uh, call in for an apology. And I mean, if you, if you can't recall that at all, then I, I don't see why you think I'm lying. Oh, I recall uh, that appearance. I know for a fact that I did not tap any promo girl and say, handle this. I apologize if you remember it that way. We went around and around about it yesterday. You remember it one way. I remember it another way. I... I don't know what you're looking for here, bud. I'm just uh, I'm just kind of looking for an acknowledgement that that won't happen with other people. I mean, I know you've turned a new leaf, which is why I'm still listening. But, uh, you know, I just calling me a liar and all that. I, I, I don't see where you're getting with that. So, I, I don't I, again, you didn't really answer my question. What exactly are you looking for here? Uh, just, just kind of a... Maybe just to squash this and just maybe an apology, you know, hey, I blew you off. My bad. Um, <laughs> that's not going to happen because I don't know that I did. You remember it one way. I remember it another way. Why don't we just hit the reset button? You come out to the toy drive tomorrow, make a hefty donation. Hefty? That's what he's saying. Just apologize to him so he can move on with this. And we, we start all over. You make a good donation of a couple of bikes to the Toys for Tots organization. Couple. Couple bikes. Now, and we now, now you're whoring apologies out for bikes. I mean, it's a noble effort, but geez. Well, I mean, if you call it whoring to try to put toys underneath the tree for Christmas for kids who wouldn't get toys, I don't know what to tell you, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily whoring. I'd say that's trying to maximize donation for toys for tots, but I'm sorry that you see it as prostitution. Yes, Seth Kush? Hey, Mike, is there a chance that Drew blew you off but didn't tap a promotions girl on the shoulder and say, handle this? Uh, there is a chance he blew me off and did tap the girl, and the handle of this was pretty clear, but I'm willing to give a wiggle room on that. We're, we're wiggling now. We weren't wiggling yesterday. Well. I, I mean, when, when someone's just flat denying everything, I'm just going to stick to how I remember it, but sure. the exact verbiage could have been slightly different from handle it, but it was something rude, and he did tap her and did not acknowledge my presence, aside from the comment. So I didn't acknowledge your presence at all. 
not aside from tapping her and mumbling something, and it did sound like handle this. So wait, so you came up to the table, just so we're on the same recollection page here. Sure. You come up to the table, I look at you, say nothing, tap the promo you, girl. You don't even look up. <laughs> you're, you're in your phone. You had just done like a call-in with whoever was in the uh, studio at the time. Okay. And you had just gotten off of that, and I walked up to the doors, and I, I said, hey, you know, Lydia, how are you doing, Drew? And didn't look up from your phone, nothing, just kind of swung a hand over to the girl, tapped her to handle it and that was it is it possible Mike within the realm of possibility that there was something that happened during that call in that needed immediate attention I sent a follow up text to the board operator or whoever was on the air at that time needed something handled right away showed the phone to the promo girl and had her handle the business that took place on the air which was pressing if that was the case, but there was no movement of the phone or she didn't even look over at you. She just kind of, you know, like acknowledged and that was it. Mike, what did you say to Drew? I said, I opened up with LOD and I said, hey, Drew, how are you doing? And I said nothing. Nothing. Didn't even look up. You were in your phone. I just, I don't know why he would have a reason to lie about this story, even calling back a second day in a row and sticking well, to it. I mean, clearly he's needy of attention. Well, like I said, and I stand by this, if you met Stephen King, you would remember everything, and Stephen King would remember nothing. True. Well, you, you were one of my favorite, you still kind of are one of my favorite hosts on The Bone, so it was, it, it was kind of a... Uh, it was kind of a moment to remember when, you know, someone that you uh, listen to every day kind of just blows you off. It's one of those things, you know? You're kind of a bitch. Oh, boy. You're kind of a dick, but that's your stick, so that's why I didn't get too butthurt at the time, you know? Well, clearly you are, because a year later, here you are still humping my leg over this like a hurt little girl. Now, listen, dude, we clearly remember what went down a different way. You've got your way. I've got my way. You don't remember anything. The reality of the situation. I remember being at the Winn-Dixie. The reality of the situation. Oh, so you were at the Winn-Dixie. Okay, we established that. Uh, 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 uh. The reality of the situation, little princess, is that it probably happened a little bit like you said and a little bit like I said. Now, I'm not going to grab your little pigtails and jerk you around any longer and ruin your little sundress. But what I am going to do is allow for the possibility that some of it might have happened the way you say and some of it might have happened the way... I say, will you allow for that possibility, young lady? The uh, the possible plausible explanation explanation you put forth is within the realm of possibility. So I'll, I'll meet you in that middle ground, but I, I, I don't know. You don't know what? It just, I, I know you're one for backhanded everything, so it, I'm just taking this with a grain of salt, but I don't really think you're compromising too much as just asserting yourself as right again. No, I don't need to be right. I don't need to be wrong. I'm saying that neither of us probably remember it exactly as it happened. You had your expectations, and you had your little girl dreams shattered on that fateful day. I have the way that I see it, which is I would never ignore someone who says, LOD, hey, Drew, nice to meet you. There may have been something pressing at the time that required my immediate attention. So, I don't know where we go from here. You're still clearly butthurt over it. Don't you want everybody that meets you, though, to walk away feeling like they had a good interaction? Abso-freaking-lutely. So, even if you don't remember or he doesn't remember or things got changed, he walked away from meeting you not feeling good about the encounter. That is true. So, what do we do now? Let's make it right. How do we make this right, young lady? 
I mean, just, uh, I guess we'll just call it squash. I mean, there's, there's, we're just going to keep bickering back and forth. Right, like there's, I, I just uh, fail to see the point. There's nothing that you provide that I, I could really make use of, so. Hey, so after this happened, you just turned around and walked away, or what happened? Were you handled? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, someone else had walked up and he had given them attention, so I was like, cool, I just went inside, oh. did my shopping, and left. Oh, is it possible that I didn't hear you say LOD? Did you say it in a very, you know, demure little girl type voice where you're like, LOD? Uh, I'm a pretty big guy and I've got a booming voice. So I, don't, I don't think that's a reasonable. Okay. Uh, you don't have a very booming voice on the phone. I will tell you that. I don't, I don't have a booming voice and you hear me every day, Grabo. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, again, I, I just don't know what people, by the way, are tweeting the funniest things. Tell douche Mike to stop breathing. Hang up on this douche. Uh, what did the promo gal do to handle that business? So, clearly, you're not coming off that great. I'm just letting you know. I don't know that I am either, but people seem to be taking my side over your side. <laughs> Three tweets. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% of the tweets I've received on this thus far. So, again, I would love for everyone who meets me to have a wonderful experience to walk away from it going, man, I got to meet Drew Garabo today. I love his radio program. What an awesome experience this was. Clearly, that didn't happen on that day. And for that, I apologize, my man. If you had an expectation that was not met, if I was indeed handling business that took my attention, diverted it away from you, who clearly needs it more than anyone in the world, then I truly apologize that that was not a positive experience for you. And should we meet again under similar or different circumstances, I will do everything within my power to shower you with not just attention, but affection and love and joy so that you may walk away from that experience going, Drew Garabo appreciates my ears listening to his program. He's a grateful man who appreciates all of his listeners, even the most needy of them. And really, I guess that's all your listeners really want. So. Uh, you can't speak for any listeners, sir. You speak for you and you alone. Please know that. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, I appreciate you saying that, and uh, hopefully we don't meet. But in, in the event that we do, I will uh, I'll be sure to have my expectations very low. Now, see, you accuse me of being backhanded, but listen to what you just said, young lady. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to match fire with fire, so... But that's not ma- that's not ma- matching fire with fire. You, you've been you've been throwing derogatory terms the entire time. Uh, I think I'm entitled to a few. Oh, you're entitled to them, but that's not going to help your case at all. I'm inviting I'm you... I'm trying to have a case. There, there is no case. It, it's fact versus lack of memory, so <laughs> there is no case. He's still, he's still grinding that axe. It's so yeah, funny. It's good, though. It's so cute, though. It really is. Like It's very flat. You're like you're a notch away from Kathy Bates from Misery, uh, putting me down on the bed and calling me a dirty bird and hobbling my feet. Uh, but listen, I don't know what you do for a living, man. I'm sure you're very successful. By the way, another tweet. This mouth breather's top and bottom lip haven't touched in 20 years, even when he's whining. Hang up on him. I love that. Um, but, guy, if you come out to the toy drive tomorrow, I don't know why you wouldn't want to meet, but, you know, I'd love to meet you again and show you just how much I appreciate you listening to, calling the show, taking pay- part in uh, Take It Back Thursday. I just don't know what else I could do. You remember it one way. I remember it another. And, again, there's probably a big old gray area somewhere where it what really happened really happened. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm content with that. Okay, cool. Well, listen, thanks very much. By the way, in one minute, this guy tweeted, don't be an ass to this guy, and then a minute later said, I take it back, this guy is a moron. So I don't know how you try to represent yourself, sir. Thank you very much uh, for listening to the show. Have a great – are you going to come out to the toy drive tomorrow so we can hit the reset button and make this right? Uh, I'm going to charge you. You're going to be out there uh, past normal business hours, all right? 
Well, sure, absolutely. We'll be out there starting about 9 a.m., and I'll be out there until at least 8 p.m. If you're going to be out there at 8.30, I'll wait around an extra half hour just to meet you, Mike. Perfect. I'll uh, try to make it up, Andrew. You guys have a good one. Do or do not. There is no try, as the great philosopher Yoda once said. But I look forward to uh, meeting you, shaking your hand, giving you a little kiss on the cheek, and and making all this right, Mike. Do uh, do I get to uh, sit on your lap, too? Whatever you want, big guy. You said you're a bigger guy. Are we looking at it's still 200s, or are you over three? Oh, no. We're, we're in the low twos. I'm just really tall. Okay. Eh, I can handle low twos on my lap, but you're going to have to be a girl if you're going to sit on my lap and be over 300 pounds. But listen, you take it easy, and I'll see you tomorrow, okay? All right. Bye-bye. I feel like we made some progress there. I, uh, no, no, not really.